Hey, 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 Black Tribers, welcome back to another episode. Man, I am so excited today. I know y'all miss Lisa. I miss her too. Um, she is really focused on getting her book done right now. And, uh, and so um, I have a special guest today. Before I get into that real quick, um, you know, you can find all these at GaryandLisaBlack.com. If you are a Patreon monthly subscriber and you can subscribe for a buck or 10,000 bucks a month, whatever you'd like to do, uh, we have exclusive content on our Patreon site, patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black. You can find it on GaryandLisaBlack.com as well. Uh, you'll get the live video of this with our guests today, uh, and it's a dual video. And so this is the first time I think I've been able to figure this out, so we'll make sure it happens. Um, I'm also recording this on my phone, so we get the, we'll, get it, we'll get the video no matter what. Uh, and then it'll come out publicly on our podcast later, uh, and you guys can get the voice version. Uh, so anyway, I just want to thank you. But Danny, I want to move right in. Guys, this is my friend for 30 plus years, Danny C. Danny, you're in Kansas City right now, right? In Kansas City, Gary. Great to be with you today, yes, my sir. friend. You're getting ready to go to Africa, I know, and you were just in Texas. But uh, uh, quickly, Danny and I met when, um, when, I started, when we started Rock the Nations. We started out in Kansas City uh, under the covering of a guy named Mike Bickle. Um, and Danny was one of the first guys I met, and I kind of walked him through this Malachi 4, 5, and 6 thing. And he and I just began to weep, and we connected. What do you remember about our, our kind of our first encounter, Danny? Gary, you know, I probably had just come into the kingdom in a very supernatural way on Malachi 4, 5, and 6. And to this day, I still have people say, how in the world did you find Jesus on that, on that right. verse? And, you know, you and I connected at that level because I'm basically brand new. I'm having people telling me, you know, that's a really unusual verse. You and I sit down to have coffee and you start unloading Rock the Nations and Malachi 4, 5, and 6 and this response of the Father in heaven to his children yeah. here. And uh, all I could do was weep, man. I, you're absolutely correct. I remember I just had right. tears running down my face going, <laughs> I have found my kindred brother That's on the incredible. earth. incredible. <laughs> well, guys, Danny's story is one of the hardest, uh, besides our story, like, uh, you know, I say that, Danny's story is hard. Uh, he's been through some just incredible, amazing things, was a, was a track star, was but buddies with Bruce Jenner. I mean, we could go on and on, Danny. But what I want us to hit today, you came and visited G42 this last semester, uh, and I had you share. And we, we had the supernatural kind of breakout and saw some healings and some stuff happen. But you said something during that time that struck my spirit in such a radical way. Because one of my fights for this generation is that I think most of what we do in church is a soul level. And, and again, soul's not bad. It's just not spirit. And so our worship music, much of our worship music is at that soul level where it makes us feel good in our emotions and it's nice, but it doesn't transform us. It doesn't shift our spirit. And again, there's a lot of good worship music out there and I love it. And so I'm not trashing worship music in general. Uh, and so I, I want to hit this though, because I feel like um, you said that when you got some really bad news and I want you to walk us through this story, that as you were passing out, you asked the father to do something. And so, so tell us the story and, and, and then walk us through uh, what God did with you that in that moment. Yeah, absolutely, Gary. Thanks so much. And I, I think the way you started this, it's important for everybody to understand. Uh, I came out of a church experience as a, as a child activated at the soul level. 
the mind, the will, and the emotions. There was no activation in the spirit, not because it wasn't a good church or people weren't good. We just didn't have any revelation on the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So when I had this uh, profound encounter <clears throat> with the uh, with the Lord, and he began to show me that there was a completely another realm that I'd never touched. So I have been activated and just in love with the realm of the supernatural for over 30 years. And you saw that right at the yeah, beginning of it. Yeah. So lots of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things that happen, lots of healings. Yeah, like, crazy stuff. Yes. I mean, just absolutely amazing. But I also believe, Gary, that as we go through life and, and you and I have been through some stuff that has been very, very painful. And if we do not have God in a supernatural way encountering us to help us get through those moments, uh, which sometimes can turn into months or years or whatever, um, we basically become a kind of what I would call a spiritual zombie. We don't have the ability to really be able to break out of that. So we just go through the motions and we become too mundane. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, exactly. So uh, about uh, eight years ago now, um, 4th of July uh, here in Kansas City, almost about the same time of year that we're in right now. And I had uh, made arrangements with all my kids. I have five, five children, uh, seven grandkids now. Uh, to come up a couple hours from uh, outside of Kansas City, do barbecue with us, spend July 4th uh, afternoon with us, go to the fireworks, you know, the normal USA thing that we do on the Absolutely. 4th of July. Independence so, Day. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy dude that day. I'm extremely happy because yes. I'm going to get to see everybody. And uh, so I get a phone call about four o'clock in the afternoon and it was my daughter and I knew that was going to be an amazing call going, Hey dad, we are on the way. And we're so excited. Gary, when I answered the phone and I, you know, very warmly, all I, all I could hear on the other end was crying mm. and sobbing. And I could not understand what exactly she was saying. So I began to listen very intently. And what she was saying, Gary, was, Daddy, 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 they're gone. They're all dead. They're gone. And as this began to unfold, Gary, what I realized is that my son, uh, my uh, daughter-in-law, and three of our young grandchildren uh, from 11 down to 7, had been in a horrific uh, head-on crash. A truck had crossed the median, hit them head-on, and five members of my family were instantly uh, in the presence of the Lord. And so you can imagine the emotion and the roller coaster and the bungee cord going from complete euphoria to complete sorrow. And so... Everybody, honestly, because it took the strength out of my body, as you can imagine, my legs collapsed and everybody in my family that was standing around me thought that I'd had a heart attack. What actually was going on, Gary, is I had spent about six, seven months on one verse of scripture. And I'm, I'm a, uh, not a real patient guy. So having the Lord ask me to stay there. Really, Danny? Okay, I like it. Sit here for a while, yeah. buddy. There's something Sit here for a while, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But the verse was 1 Thessalonians 5.23, and that verse basically is the only place in Scripture that talks specifically about how God made us. Mm. It references in that verse that we are a body, that we are a soul, and that we are a spirit. And I, and I so that the heart. was very, very critical. Yes, absolutely. Yes. We leave the heart out, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And you've done a lot of teaching and training. We've had a lot of conversations on that. But when God began to show me this particular revelation, uh, because the three-part being actually made a lot more sense to me in terms of, okay, I know what a body is. My soul is my mind, will, emotions. My spirit's my spirit. That's where, you know, Jesus resides. And I can remember, and this only took a millisecond, I'm collapsing to the ground and I'm having this dialogue, powerful dialogue with, with the Lord. Something to this effect, Lord, this is a nuclear explosion in terms of news. If I let the negative effects of this message now reside in my soul realm, my mind, my will, and my emotions, I will shatter in a million pieces and I'll never come back together at the level that I know you want me to operate in. So my request is because your scripture says that we have resurrection power in our spirit when we ask Jesus to come in. This is a anomaly. This is a atomic explosion. So I'm asking you to transfer whatever the enemy has here in this emotion, in this trauma, and not stay in my soul realm but move it to my spirit where I can cast all my cares and burdens upon you and you can take care of it. Okay. Okay. Wait a second, Danny. Cause I want, I, I want, to, <laughs> I, we got to stop here a sec. So subconsciously, obviously not consciously, you get this call and the woman says, look, all five of your babies are gone. I mean, I, I'll never forget, yes. you know, the call with Michael. Uh, yes. And you know, it's, 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 there's just nothing like it. I mean, it doesn't seem like reality. It was snowing outside for us at about 1 a.m. and Lisa started raking the front yard because she just went right in shock. Um, and, and, you know, we didn't know that we could say, look, uh, <laughs> I need this to go into my spirit, not my soul. If it's going to fragment into my soul, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fragment into a hundred or million different pieces. And, and there's going to be triggers for the rest of my life that send me back to that space. But father, if you can somehow miraculously, take this into my spirit because I know it can be redeemed and renewed there. Then I know at some point now, again, I'm not ever going to be perfect. You know, nobody really gets it when you lose a child. Uh, they say some pretty crazy things. Right. Um, and, and this last eight years, I think I, I probably shared on a podcast we had the eighth anniversary of our Michael. It was very similar time frame. Yes. It's happened to both of us. And it was the worst since he died for me because it was in my soul and it really did capture my emotions for the day. Um, okay. So you're going down, you say this, put this trauma, not in my soul. I don't want it to fragment there, put it in my spirit so it can be redeemed and you're, you're out, you passed out. Yes, that's correct. And the other verse Gary that uh, had really been resonating in my heart while I was studying first Thessalonians five twenty three, body, soul, and spirit was Psalm 119.32, which talks about David asking God, will you please enlarge my spirit? Will you enlarge my heart so that I can receive more of you? 
So I've had that understanding and revelation for quite some time. And when God began to put these two verses together, and I began to understand, boy, there is really flexibility of God wanting us to grow spiritually, to enlarge our spirit so that we can receive more of him, Absolutely. more understanding, more revelation, more of his presence, more it's, of his power. It's, it's always increasing, Danny. It's not, the church doesn't really teach this. The kingdom is, it's not that we're supposed to go advance and all the, it's, the kingdom is always advancing with or without us. And if we pray yes. the prayers, enlarge my spirit, enlarge my heart like David did, and Jesus prayed, yes. he actually will give us an abundant, a nonstop amount. It'll, it's infinite, right? No, you're absolutely right. And as you begin to look at some of the great uh, teachings that have happened over the last couple of decades, um, I was looking at the prayer of Jabez here right. a few days ago. Yeah. What is he saying there, Gary? Expand Would you enlarge my borders? Yes. Enlarge my it's reach. Spiritual authority. You know, it's spiritual in my. It is. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, and you know, so many times we just get stuck in our soul realm, our mind, our will, and our emotions, and we start applying those principles. Well, yeah, of course he asked him to increase his real estate. No, no, no. He was talking about the expansion of his heart, the expansion of the kingdom, Come more on. compassion, more love. You know, the ability to do that. So anyway, as I uh, began to recover, if, if I could say that word, what I discovered, Gary, was that I obviously get sad on holidays. I get sad on birthdays. Uh, you know, we, we both grieve on those days. Right. But I will be around people for, you know, months and months and months or years, and I Buddy, I am so full of joy. I'm just so happy, you know. Because it's a Galatians 5, a joy that surpasses all understanding, like the peace that surpasses. <laughs> it's not an emotion. It's a spiritual joy. Not yes. that, again, I think it's important for you guys to hear this. We're not taking away grief. You, Grief is, is healthy and unhealthy. You have to grieve. And I, I take walks every day just to grieve a little. And, I, and you know, my, my face, my the phone... The, the picture on my phone is Michael walking out into heaven in his rugby uniform uh, because I'm, I just want that to stay in that space that I can grieve and that's okay. But I don't get to be, stay stuck and stay in grief because I, there's a world to go meet and, and there's a kingdom to advance and I need to make people look like the Garden of Eden. And if I'm stuck in my trauma and my grief and I'm not getting to transformation, I'm doing the world no good. Is that what you're that's saying? That's Yes, absolutely. And if we are stuck in that grief and we're not able to move past that, you know, the other thing that I feel like the Lord's been showing me uh, recently because of coming in on Malachi 4, 5, and 6 and the heart of the Father, you know, there's that whole issue. You and I have had major discussion on the orphan spirit. Yes. And I feel like a lot of times that the enemy never plays fair. We know that. He's a, he's a, he's very satanic and dark and demonic and piling on. So let's say you have a tragedy, you know, and then you're talking to people and the next day there's another and another and another and another. The goal is to get you so buried yes. in emotion and trauma that you can't pull out. Right. And so I'm just beginning to understand that many, many people uh, as children, you know, have been hurt or bullied 
or something has happened to them and the essence of that orphan spirit has come on them. Add to that now the trauma, add to that decades of not dealing with that, being immersed in grief, that type of thing. And then we wonder why we can't move forward in our lives. And I just feel like that God wants to bring, you know, the revelation of we can absolutely be done uh, with these kind of things. And, you know, like you, um, you know, my, my yours was, you know, the loss of your son. I lost my son also and, and four other members of our family. But I don't feel crippled, Gary. I don't feel like I'm in uh, in prison. Yes. And for that, I'm extremely grateful. So 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 give us some practicals, Danny. So, you know, people listening, we've all had trauma. The enemy's on the prowl like a roaring lion. We know these things. And it's funny because, you know, I have these discussions all the time where people don't people think they come to Jesus so they don't have hard times and pain. Uh, he never says that. In fact, he promises it. We, we come to Jesus so that we actually have somebody to walk through this with and that, that he can actually transform our hearts uh, into more joy, into more healing. Because we get a lot of people, you know, you and I know a lot of guys, uh, you're 60 something now, right, Danny? You're a little older than me. Uh, and 70s that are stuck in bitterness and stuck in anger and stuck in trauma. Um, we've got a whole generation that is triggered all the time and they go right back into their trauma. And what I hear you saying is, yeah, that stuff's legitimate and that stuff's going to happen. And it's a process. But if you'll ask the father and help me here, if you'll ask the father to take that trauma from your soul level, that will, mind and emotions, and actually put it in your spirit where Jesus, Holy Spirit resides, uh, he can actually take those fragmented spaces and turn them into healing, turn them into transformation. So, So how do you do that? He, he absolutely well. Part of it's the story and part of it is just building a foundation of faith that, you know, this kind of sounds a little wacky, but there's very good biblical uh, truth to this from the standpoint of the division, body, soul and spirit. And then we can enlarge our heart. Um, probably the best two examples of this. Um, I was in Zimbabwe a couple of years ago. And I uh, was speaking on a Sunday morning with a pastor and he got in the car, you know, very, very nice guy, but I could feel sadness on him. So I asked him to tell me a little of a story. Uh, a year prior, he had been in a major car accident and had lost his wife and two of his children. He's the only one that survived. And he was sobbing on the way to church on a Sunday morning, telling me the story. And so I shared a little bit of what had happened to us. And he pulled the car over and he goes, how do we do this? And I said, we just pray and we ask the Lord to transfer this out of your soul to your spirit. So Gary, it was a 30 second prayer, buddy. Within 30 seconds, the tears are gone, the smiles. He couldn't stop. He had to get out of the car and we're both dancing on the side. I can of the road. feel. I can feel the Holy Spirit on this. See, come on. Yeah, this is powerful. Okay, so, so you're dancing inside of the street with this Zimbabwe pastor. Yeah, because God took the trauma <laughs> from his soul into his yes. spirit, and it was being redeemed as you were praying and watching this. That is correct. <laughs> so then he then he looks at me and he said, "What are you going to teach on this morning?" I said, "Well, I've got a couple of things." He goes, "No, I, I want you to tell our congregation." So the congregation, Gary, was a thousand people. 
there wasn't one member of that church that had not been traumatized just based on, you know, what the nation had been through. Um, there were lots of people that didn't have legs. There was lots of people that didn't have arms. I spent 15 minutes telling the story. And uh, honestly, I made the mistake of asking anybody who wanted prayer to come up front. <laughs> I made that mistake in Africa a few times myself. <laughs> there, there was nobody sitting in the chairs, Gary. We prayed for five hours. Lots of healings, lots of people, you know, getting getting delivered. Uh, so that's one story. Just a couple of days ago, uh, some missionary friends of mine down in Central America uh, called and the wife had I'd been with her husband uh, about a week ago and he had told the story about this whole thing of trauma. And he told his wife and she said, I, I need to talk to him. So she called me. And she began to tell me about the trauma that she's experienced as a child and that her mom had uh, basically uh, committed suicide when she was 17. Uh, it, it destroyed the family and that she's been carrying that now. Uh, she just turned 50. She's been carrying that now for all these years. And so I tied together the issue of trauma and the orphan spirit uh, we prayed again for about 30 seconds and she is sobbing on the phone and then she started laughing and God just sovereignly, sovereignly delivered her. And she sent me a message today. She goes, Danny, I have never felt like this. She goes, when you were praying, it was like I got, I almost got dizzy because it was like the, uh, the weight was coming off of me. And she said, this is such a powerful message. Wow. So, um, so do that. Do that you again. This, so, are you speaking on this? The, the trauma attached to an orphan spirit and an orphan spirit. Define that for us quickly again. An orphan spirit is a demonic spirit that has primary assignment of abandonment. Yes. Making you feel like you don't belong anywhere. Yes. And so as you're going through life, you know, as, as a young child, I let that come on me at about 11 years old and I couldn't understand why I couldn't make friends. I couldn't, but it, it's a repelling spirit. So it's almost like people don't understand it, but it's a spirit of abandonment and it's meant to make you alone and it's meant to make you so you don't fit. And it convinces you that so, there's no one else out there and there's nobody that loves you and you're it and you might as well just die. I mean, God, all through the Old and New Testament, Elijah wanted to kill himself because he, you know, he calls fire down on the prophets and then the spirit comes at him. And so a lot of this generation is, feels orphaned or is orphaned. A lot of fatherlessness, as you and I have talked about for 30 years. Um, and so this is a very common thing. So when it attaches itself to trauma, it's almost like the opposite of the double portion of Malachi 4, 5 and 6. It's a double portion of, of, of death. Right. It's correct. So imagine that you've got this foundation that has been inside of you uh, with the residue, let's say, of an orphan spirit. Yeah. From the time you're seven, eight, nine years old, maybe you have some trauma during your teenage years. You're still carrying this. It's like a familiar spirit, Gary. It is. That an orphan spirit recognizes it almost like it's twin in trauma and the spirit. Yes. And these when these things connect, it is massively destructive. Yes. And so that's why I feel like God really wants to, you know, help us come out of trauma 
and begin to understand that we don't have to carry that at the level of feeling broken every day. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's the message of Isaiah 61. You know, I came to heal a broken heart. Best message on the planet. That's who Jesus is. You know, I always say Genesis 1 is the gospel and Isaiah 61 is the whole point of the gospel. It's what yes. we do on the planet, right? Okay, so yes. I, I, if I've got an orphan spirit, I know there's a lot of people listening that, that, that say, oh my God, that makes a lot of sense. I felt abandoned. I get rejected really easily. Uh, I, I, I always feel alone, like nobody understands me. Um, so what, what do you do with that? What do you do with yours? Because I know you still get hit by this at times. I do. For sure. I, I do, but I've been very demonstrative, you know, in, in helping people do this because part of it is a lot of times we get fooled, you know, if we're, if we're small children, we don't understand what this is and it comes on us. So there comes a point of accountability where you basically are, are saying, Lord, I renounce this orphan spirit. I, I don't want the agreement that I'm an orphan. orphan. Yes. Good. Yes. Don't be in agreement with that. Yes. And then the second thing, if trauma is attached to this, which I'm finding more and more and more now that trauma and the orphan spirit are, are just tandem twins. Um, it's the same thing. Lord, I don't want this trauma to remain in my soul realm because yes. it's a fractured essence of me. So transfer it to my spirit where you can where you can handle it. Those two things in tandem are very powerful. So, Father, I break the agreement with the orphan spirit that comes with rejection and shame and all these things I've been carrying. I break that agreement. I break the agreement with the triggers and the trauma that that have happened to me. They're legitimate and they have happened and they have they have caused all kinds of pain and damage in my life. I've caused pain and damage on others. Father, will you forgive me? for carrying these two, will you, will you come and redeem these, take them from my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions, and put those into my spirit, man, where Holy Spirit resides, so that that trauma and that orphan spirit have nowhere to go but to be healed and transformed. Yes. Is that what you're saying? That, that's it. And then faith that God is powerful enough in the realm of the supernatural to do this. You have to attach it to that's it. Without faith, there's nothing. Nothing moves, gets done. Yes. If you don't believe right. in this stuff, you can say it all you want, but you've got to come to a place where you go, Father, get me out of my head and into my heart, the longest journey I'll ever take. My heart knows this stuff is true because yes. my, that's where wisdom resides and understanding resides in my head. It's like, no way is this true. But then you got to yes. stop that and say, okay, my heart knows this. And so, Father, redeem this through the four areas of my life, my, 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 my body, my soul, my spirit, and my heart. I think the most misquoted scripture in the Bible is Hebrews 4. Uh, we've left out heart. And we've said it's a division of all those things, and they're bad, when it actually means, if you go read it in the Greek, it's a, it's a fusing together of those things to work properly and come under authority of your spirit, man. Yes. but not to separate it because soul's not bad. It's just not best. Jesus walked in the soul at times. Father, where did you go? That was his soul. Yes. And his spirit goes, ah, oh, all right, daddy, whatever you want. Okay, I want you to pray for us, Danny. And then I want you to pray and I want people listening, I want you to attach your faith to Danny's and mine. Danny and I have lost wives, we've lost children, uh, we've lost businesses, we've lost ministries. Uh, we've had a lot of flaws, a lot of failures. We have, we've had just as many successes. God's about ready to redeem some things in Danny's life. Uh, He's doing some stuff internationally that would blow your mind. Um, I just got a huge 
not a huge, a good donation a day to kind of start our community here in Colorado. So God's doing, it's always incredible and horrible for us, Danny. It's always really, really good and really, really bad. And, and I always say nothing's as good as it seems or as bad as it seems. So just stay steady and keep showing up. But I want you to pray for us, yeah. Danny, and I want us to believe for the supernatural. Uh, and when you're done yeah. praying, I want you to share any of your contact info, because I know people are going to want to reach out to you. But will you just pray for us? And guys, will you just attach your faith, uh, bow your hearts uh, in your heart, and kind of submit to this prayer with Danny? And let the Father come and kiss your heart and move your trauma uh, into your from your soul into your spirit. Go, go ahead, Dan. Yes. So, Father, we just thank you today, Lord. We thank you that you continue to show us and help us. Lord, again, I just activate the realm of the supernatural now yes. because you're a supernatural God. And, Lord, we activate the gift of faith as well, and we attach it to Gary's, and we attach it to you. And so, Father, we come now uh, in prayer and in agreement against trauma. Mm. We come against this spirit of trauma that the enemy tries to get us and trick us into receiving into our soul realm, our mind, our will, and our emotions. Yes. And Lord, I just believe supernaturally that there is a remedy for that. And that, Lord, you've, uh, in your grace and in your kindness, uh, beginning to show this. And so, Lord, even as you did for me that day, receiving a trauma that was just uh, absolutely horrific. Father. Lord, I just pray for everyone that's listening that has dealt with trauma and they've listened to this message and they know that they've let trauma reside in the wrong place. We come now in the name of Jesus, the powerful name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask that you would transfer now this trauma that has lodged in that, this person's soul realm, mind, will, and emotion, mm. that you would now transfer it into their spirit. Yes, God. Because this is a place that we can trust you to handle atomic explosions. You tell us that there's resurrection power in our spirit, that you can contain it there, Lord, that we cast all of our cares and burdens onto you there. And Lord, that even now people would begin to feel physically different or by your spirit, that a lightness would begin to come on. Uh, I'm seeing a couple of uh, uh, girls now in the spirit uh, weeping. And I'm, I'm seeing this stuff begin to come off. There it is right there, coming off you right now in Jesus' name. Father, in addition to this, the orphan spirit yes, God, that runs it. in tandem with this trauma spirit. Father, we come against that now, this sense of abandonment, this sense of I am alone, this sense of nobody cares and that I don't even need to be here. Uh, come against the spirit of suicide in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask now that also the orphan spirit would come off in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. And that this lightness of the Father, Lord, in Malachi 4, 5, and 6, mm. that we know that the Father's heart is turned toward us, that he is an initiating spirit, and that Father's heart initiates us to turn our hearts back to him so that the curses of carrying trauma, the curses of an orphan spirit, the curses of feeling abandonment, isolation, and loneliness are gone now in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Father, we just thank you so much for your presence, your supernatural grace. And Lord, we just believe and we trust that you have done something miraculous today. 
And Lord, uh, as Gary and I have always talked, Lord, uh, neither one of us operate by theory. No. These are things that we have walked out in the spirit that you have taught us and trained us to do. And so, Father, we just thank you now. Jesus, Jesus name. name. Wow. Amen. Wow. And if you're listening to this five years from now, 10 years from now, God's going to heal you. Wow. Come on, Danny C. All right. So people are going to have questions. You know what? God told me while you were praying is we probably should write this book. Uh, I love how Chris Valentin says, you know, when trauma happens, you might as well write a book and get rich because you're going to be in grief anyway. You might as well be reaching <laughs> grief so poor. Uh, it why, wouldn't be a bad idea to write this out, Danny. Tell the stories and write the, the – yes. anyway, we'll talk about that. Okay, so what's a good contact? How do people get a hold of you? Are you open to that? Are you okay with that? Yeah, absolutely open. Obviously, getting ready to travel to uh, Africa, so be out of contact for a little while. But if you want to reach me by email, <clears throat> uh, it's very easy. It's G is in Gary four five eight holdings with an S at gmail dot com. Okay, and I'll put this in the I'll put this in the uh, the bios for us, uh, so they have your contact info. And uh, hey, Danny powerful man i love you i'm proud of you uh make sure you're you're in touch with me as you're in africa hey guys uh listen i hope you took this to heart um any questions you have for us lisa and i will get them to danny garylisablack.com make sure you're signed up at apple or soundcloud uh, for the podcast we love you guys danny thank you so much I, we finally got this done man we're gonna keep building on it we'll probably do a part two soon uh have a great day buddy thanks so much man we'll talk soon thanks Gary. love you man talk soon <laughs>